We have more details now on the situation with Zach Levine and where he prefers to go when he is traded from the Chicago Bulls. We also have details on the Chicago Bulls net worth actually going up, even despite all the things going on with this team and the criteria for making the ring of honor the Chicago Bulls just announced was uh, released. We're going to talk about all that, plus preview the game against Miami Heat going down tonight. All that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every single social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. And so I want to start this off by talking about uh, the report from Joe Cowley in regards to Zach Levine. I dropped an emergency episode over on the YouTube channel uh, just kind of right after this came out with kind of the details about Billy Donovan and Zach Levine. So I'm going to recap that just a little bit here. And then we're going to jump into the other part of the article that I didn't uh, talk about on that emergency episode. And so. Uh, Joe Cowley in this article talked about the relationship between Billy Donovan and Zach Levine and the fact that at this point in time, there's no repairing it. That's basically what it is. There's no repairing it that Zach Levine has kind of been over uh, playing for Billy Donovan since last year. Of course, that, that goes back to the whole benching in Orlando, things like that. Um, but that while the relationship between them is amicable, that, that they can be in the same room, that they can do things like that. But ultimately, Zach Levine just does not want to play for head coach Billy Donovan anymore. And that's a big part of the discontent with the Chicago Bulls team is the fact that he just doesn't want to play for Billy Donovan. He's over Billy Donovan, whatever that reason is, you know, we, even though we kind of know where it comes down to it. But, you know, that that's that's on Zach, right? At the end of the day, that's on Zach. Uh, it seems like everything is kind of mostly on Zach's end as well as far as that broken relationship. And so that's pointing towards that Billy Donovan maybe even had tried to repair that. But at the end of the day, he hasn't wanted to play for Billy, uh, Billy Donovan since last season. The Chicago Bulls front office and ownership group seem tied to Billy Donovan. And so when you're a player and you're coming in to a situation to where you're losing, you don't necessarily maybe have the biggest faith in, in ports of the roster, even though players like Kobe White, Iowa have stepped up in, in Zach Levine's absence. You don't have the biggest faith in the roster. It just comes down to this. Zach Levine is ready to go. And so for anybody who's still holding out maybe hope that this thing could be repaired, it's not. It's not going to be repaired. It's, it's done. Zach Levine will be traded from, from the Chicago Bulls whether it's December 15th, which is tomorrow, or close to the January 15th deadline, at the end of the day, that's where it's going to be. And so, you know, post the Zach Levine trade, that's kind of where this front office is more so looking. Alex Caruso, we've already heard, is off limits. DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine still far apart. I'm sorry, DeMar DeRozan and the Chicago Bulls still far apart on a deal. So that doesn't seem like it's going to be coming together anytime soon either. But the key part, not key, but another part in this article that I did not talk about in that emergency video I released was this is that uh, Joe Cowley says that Zach Levine and his camp prefer to be traded to L.A. Now, yes, there are two teams in L.A. The Clippers just making a trade for James Harden. I think that that kind of takes them off the board with that. So we're going to, of course, that probably means the Los Angeles Lakers. And this is a franchise that we've heard that Zach Levine's been interested before. He makes his offseason home in L.A. He went to UCLA, all those things. So all that all kind of points to Zach Levine probably wanting to join the Lakers. And when you look at uh, Le LeBron James being towards the end of his career, theoretically, they had AD down there who's been uh, fairly healthy this season, right? So, you know, wanting to pair with a, a, a with a player and in a franchise that is going to do whatever it takes to try to win. That doesn't always mean that they're going to win, but they're going to try to do whatever it takes is going to win. It's probably the direction that Zach Levine and his camp, again, 
Clutch Sports want him to go in. And we and this isn't anything that's new for Clutch Sports, right? It's not anything that's new. It's not anything outside of what we've already seen with other players and things like that. So, you know, when it comes down to it, you know, in this article, uh, uh, Joe Cowley talks about, like, the players that could be moved uh, on Friday, which is, you know, w- w- could be moved on the 15th. Jackson Hayes, Torian Prince, Cam Reddish, D'Angelo Russell, Gabe Vincent, Christian Wood are all eligible to be moved. Um, at that point in time, Austin Reeves, Rui Hachimura, they're not be able to be moved until January 15th. So, you know, if those players are going to be involved in the deal, that may be where you're looking at with some other things for as well. So, you know, if 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 it ultimately ends up being the Los Angeles Lakers and we send him to a destination of his choice, uh, you know, I, I, the Lakers don't have necessarily the best uh, uh, assets, right? And as far as draft picks i don't think they could trade their own draft pick into 2027 2028 somewhere in there so you know and like i talked about before when we've talked about the lakers the only benefit of the 2028 is that that's when zach levine's contract is off the books the lakers may be a very much worse team at that point in time and the bulls could get years after five years after a deal right uh, um uh, a first round pick that's going to maybe high you know if you're if you're looking at that type of thing so this whole Zach Levine saga, I've said it, I've done a video on it. I'm ready to, for it to just be over. That's it. I'm ready for it to be over. I'm not, that doesn't mean I want the Bulls to just make any trade that's out there. I'm just ready for it to be over because, honestly, I'm kind of tired of talking about it. I'm kind of tired of the trade machine deals. I'm kind of tired of, of just not knowing what this team is going to be. I, I'm ready for the Bulls to just focus on whatever the next wave of this team is. Because we got players that are down there cooking, and they deserve the respect for the focus to be on the performance of players like Kobe White, right? That's what this the storyline of this season deserves to be focused on, is somebody like Kobe White who's just going on an all-star level performance and killing it and playing amazingly well. That's what I feel like this it, it deserves to be on. Will it be? It remains to be seen. I guess we'll see. But, you know, it is what it is. But throughout all this turmoil... One of the things that kind of stand out as well is that the Bulls' value as a franchise is actually up. It's up 18%, up to 4.8, almost $5 billion is the Chicago Bulls franchise worth. Now, the reason why I point this out, there are a lot of Bulls fans throughout what's going on with this team have said things like, let's not show up to games, right? Let's hit them in the pocketbook where it hurts. That's going to get them to do what we want. And then even in that, right, the United Center, back kind of full now with the Bulls being on the four-game winning streak, things like that. Now they've lost two games in a row. They're going to Miami. Let's see what they do on that. A little bit uh, preview on that here in a second. But when it comes down to it, the Chicago Bulls and the thing that I've always said, this franchise makes money in so many different avenues that it's, and that's not to say that we can, but it's going to have to take sustained over time. You're not going to start hitting the Chicago Bulls pocketbooks by one year of being, you know, of, of not showing up to the United Center. And, you know, that's just the value of the Bulls. We're a worldwide franchise. We're a worldwide brand. There are, there are uh, uh, fans of the team in other countries that are going to show up when they can. They're going to support the team because they don't get to be there live and in person. And while the discontent with the Chicago Bulls franchise and the decisions that they made is real palpable, and you guys should absolutely make your voices felt on that, we just got to keep in mind, and like I've said, it's just not going to come in the way that you think it's going to come. You got Charles Barkley saying that the Bulls are an embarrassment to the NBA. I have zero idea what 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 they're doing. Y'all stink. And at this point in time, like, I get it, right? I understand where the Chicago Bulls are right now. We are one of the largest markets in the world. And the fact of the matter is, is that we should be able to put out a better team than that. But what I've always said with that, we right now don't have a friend, a, a, a ownership group that's that's committed to doing um, to win by any means possible, right? By whatever it takes. They're not willing to do what it takes to put this, no matter what it takes to just put a winning 
uh, team on the court. It's about the bottom dollar for them, right? And so because of that, you have to have a front office that drafts, signs, and just executes the game of basketball extremely well. A coach that's going to get the most out of them. That's the way. The ownership group is not going to change. And I'm telling you guys this now. For those that are that still hope on the Reinsdorfs to sell the team, I like I've said, me personally, I'm someone that I'd rather put my time and energy into things that are realistically going to happen. The, the Reinsdorfs are not selling the Chicago Bulls, not probably in any of our lifetime, not to say that it won't ever happen, but we have a chance to be uh, old, gray, and in the grave more likely before the Reinsdorfs experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Whatever, sell the Chicago Bulls. So what do we need? We need a front office that's just going to be smart. Ownership has very little to do with the makeup of a team day to day. That's on the president of basketball operations. That's on the GM. And that's why I said in my video yesterday, the way that the front office has gone about now, this win-now situation, right, wanting win-now players back, that also puts a highlight on how well you have to draft, right? Because you are not going to get free agents, not with what the state that this team is right now. You have to be able to draft better. You have to make better free agent decisions, and you have to develop internally. That is where the Chicago Bulls team is right now. You have to be able to develop internally. And we're seeing a player like Kobe White doing some of that, and it makes it feel good when you when you do have a player that's developing, that you drafted, things like that. But we have to do it more consistently. This front office has to draft well over the next bit of time. And I know I brought that in on a separate conversation, but like I said, the Chicago Bulls are going to be a franchise that's always going to make money. It's going to be extremely hard to hit the Chicago Bulls in their pockets with the way that the brand is recognized worldwide. We are up from just 2022, right? And that, and you got to keep in mind, that's just mostly losing when you look at it. So, you know, where it's going to be uh, and how we're going to get this team, out, this franchise out of where it is right now is going to come through development, drafting well. It's not going to come through ownership changes. It's not going to come through all of a sudden not showing up to games. It's not going to come through those things. You have to lock in. And this front office has to be a front office that goes better about their business for us to be to dig ourselves out of this hole. Now, one thing I want to talk about, too, before we get into the game against the Miami Heat, is that the Bulls announced the Ring of Honor. And one of the things that a lot of people are asking, what about Joe? What about Derek? Derek should have been on here. And even though in the video in which we talked about it, I said, hey, they're going to save something. You're not going to, you're not going to throw everybody that can be in there all right away. But now we have the exact criteria that the Bulls are looking for to, to qualify for the Ring of Honor. So the criteria to be honored is this. The player have to spend at least three seasons with the Bulls and retired from the NBA for at least three season, seasons, making significant contributions to team success and are holding franchise records that have been held up over time. Staff honorees must have significant contributions made to the franchise. Additionally, all honorees must have demonstrated high character and integrity both on and off the court throughout their playing career and retirement. Beyond a halftime, oh, well, they're going to also have a halftime presentation on January 12th. And then they'll hold a private gala at the United Center January 11th 
honoring the inductees, and there will be an exhibit in the United Center January 10th through 12th, and also a website launch for the Ring of Honor. So there you guys go on that, and how the unit, so now we know those details, and here's what I'll say, for now the people that are asking about Derrick Rose, you now know, you got, you got at least three years after he retires before he can get in. Now, Joe Kim Noah would technically qualify for that already, so there, there, there you go on the Joe part of it, um, but I, I think they're going to wait to enshrine Joe Kim Noah and Derrick Rose together because just what they meant to that team and how they're still friendly as well. So that's probably something to look out for. You're probably not going to get that anytime soon. Uh, but, hey, I just wanted to release that so you guys knew the criteria of what that was because a lot of people were asking. Now, the Bulls have a game tonight against the Miami Heat. And this is a team that the Chicago Bulls have matched up pretty well against. We're going to play them. The next two games are against them, both Thursday and Saturday. And so the Bulls have to lock in, and that's just what it comes down to. The Bulls have to be able to lock in um, to be able to win this game against the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat right now, the sixth uh, team in the Eastern Conference, we're the 12th-ranked team. Uh, they are they have a record of 14-10. and 10. This is a team that is playing solidly on both sides of the ball. Now, they have their issues. They're not, by any stretch of the imagination, a perfect team. But the Bulls are going to have to be locked in in a way and a manner that they, they get back to playing with that heart. We don't know what's going on exactly with Alex Crusoe yet. We'll see that closer to game time, so be locked in for the pregame show to see where, where what's going to go happen with that. But the Miami Heat are a team that's beatable, right? To beat the Miami Heat, you got to do a couple of things. You have to play solid defense. You have to rebound the ball well on both sides of the ball. Um, you have to shoot the ball effectively and efficiently, and you're going to have to find a way to get Nikola Vucevic going against Bam Adebayo. You're going to have to do that. Limit their shooters. Do not let their three-point shooters completely go off on you because that is usually how the Miami Heat kill us. They, uh, they have a, a team that is death by a 1,000 cuts with their offense, and it completely kills the Chicago Bulls, right? The Miami Heat are the 24th-ranked offense in the league. So, again, the Bulls' defense can step up. And we've talked about how over this stretch of games, how the Chicago Bulls' offense itself has been playing, and you gotta be you got to look out for that as well. You cannot come into the Miami expect, uh, playing lackadaisical and expect yourself to walk out a win because they are the ninth-ranked defense in the league while their offense isn't anything amazing having a top 10 defense in the league does matter and it, and it puts your, yourself in a situation where even if your offense isn't necessarily the best you're able to do some other things so that's how you have to look at it when it comes to this game against the Miami Heat don't allow Jimmy Butler to go off on you which he did start doing down the stretch of the last game that we played against them the Bulls have to lock in on this one we're going to need Kobe White to be Kobe White we're going to need uh, Vooch to be Vooch, and we're going to need a third player to step up, and hopefully that's DeMar DeRozan, or if it's Kobe and DeMar that's going off, let's say Bam does shut down uh, Nikola Vucevic and he can't get off, you have to have another player step up. Is that going to be Patrick Williams? Is that going to be Io? Is that going to be Alex Caruso if he plays? Is it going to be Torrey Craig catching fire from three-point range? Yet again, those type of things matter in a game like this, and if the Bulls aren't prepared, willing, and able to come in here and play with the level of heart needed, listen, I know that it's tough. I don't want to act like it's easy. When you're a team that has to play based off all heart, that can get exhausting. That can get worn out. And so at the end of the day, you have to be able to come in here and just take care of the basketball, get turnovers where you can, limit your own turnovers. Do not allow the Miami Heat to kill you off turnovers. Don't let that happen. You can't let that happen. If you do, you're going to absolutely kill yourself. The Bulls got to come in this one and execute. That's it. You got to come in here being willing to execute. You got to come in here being willing to sacrifice for you, for each other and yourselves. And we got to play solid enough offense. We got to stop having the performances, the empty performances from some of these players. And we do need our bench to step up. I know the bench has kind of gone in and out because you got players that's coming in and out of the lineup, coming off that bench. And the level of intensity that we saw early in the season hasn't always been the same from the bench. 
Now, the four-game winning streak, the team as a whole was playing with great intensity, but we do need our bench, right? We are a team that needs our bench to be on for us to be the best versions of what we can be. That's just the reality of where this team is right now. And if the Bulls can't do that, it's not only just going to be a long night against the Miami Heat, this losing streak is going to extend. So, you know, we'll see what the Bulls can end up doing, right? I, I, I have faith in this team because I've seen the heart that they've been able to play with. And while Alex Caruso is day-to-day, you know, you still need other players to step up. We're going to need a Torrey Craig to step up. We're going to need a Javon Carter to step up. We're going to need an Andre Drummond to play as well as he can, right? And then hopefully one of the young players in Dalen Terry, Julian Phillips, as well can play solidly enough in the role in the minutes that they're given to be able to, to add something to the Chicago Bulls team. So we're going to be live for the pregame, the halftime hangout, and postgame shows. They're all going to be live on the channel. So if you're on the podcast side, you want to interact with us live, we have some fun on those live streams. Make sure you guys go to the YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe button there. If you're on the YouTube side, go to the podcast side, whether it be Spotify, whether it be uh, Apple Podcasts. Go ahead and hit the hit the subscribe button there. Leave a review as well since you can't leave a review on YouTube. But thank you guys so, so much for showing up to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. BullCentralPod at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, for the mailbag, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related, thanks to you guys. And like we liked in every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of The Break, Break Media. Media.